Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial-free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, wars and rumors of war sweep the world, but it's all focused on D.C. I have gotten so many messages from people uh, or seen videos and heard whispers that the number one theme is have food, have food because something's coming and it's coming to D.C. Now, for me, I've heard many, many times in Q-story the prophecies that pedos would be marched, Internet would be taken down. Uh, a tribunal would be established. There's always something coming. Don't worry. Don't give up. For years and years, I have heard this since before Q. And now I hear that the, the beats of that drum are getting louder. They're focused on DC and inauguration week. And I don't know whether to just dismiss it as more of that. I'll tell you this though. Those uh, agitate the agitation, the mainstream media, complete misrepresentation and just creating out of whole cloth a narrative about what happened last week at the Capitol is getting louder and more intense. I do not think this is going away. I know, Binkley, you have a lot of stories that point to this. You uh, a couple of the highlights. Why don't you tell us? I mean, this is also reaching into the states, is it not? Yeah, there's stories about armed protests that they're claiming might occur at the capital of every state in the United States, all 50 states. And on the opposite side, there's Republicans and conservatives coming out and making statements saying we aren't organizing anything. None none of these things that are organized are from us. These are going to be false flags. They're going to be provocateur. But the mainstream media is saying we are we have evidence. The FBI has sent out alerts that there's potential for these armed protest everywhere. So there are people who are penetrating your media sphere saying that it might be false flags? Yes, on Twitter. Right-wingers. Yeah, because that's my absolute feeling, because I don't know anyone who's ready to take up arms. Now, I'm out in L.A. now, so there's no way I would know. I know people who are worried about it. I know people who are sympathetic to the cause. But yeah. this reminds me of when the Virginia rally, gun rally was taking place and everyone was like, oh, it was peaceful. Surprise, surprise. Although it accomplished nothing. But that's yeah. when the Boogaloo Boys and stuff were always shown with guns and everything. And I thought being really provocative in your speech isn't good. It's not going to work. And it's going to be it's like setting up a patsy. Yeah, that makes me think of the incident that happened in Michigan a few months ago. Do you remember when some guys came up and they went inside the Michigan Capitol and they were armed? But you're allowed to have a gun on you there. So it was legal which they took that they're taking that away tomorrow and through through the 20th you're no longer allowed to take your gun inside the capitol you can still take it outside but on CNN last night they were saying that that incident in Michigan was a, an insurrection they were they were conflating it with the Wednesday insurrection at the capitol well there was wasn't it was it the Michigan Michigan governor Whitmer or something who was they were plotting to kidnap her? Was that a part of it? That is a separate incident, which they also lumped together with the people who legally protested in Michigan. 
So they lump the legal protesters in with everything that happened illegal, just like they're doing when they discuss the, the incident that happened at the Capitol. The few people that went inside and, and committed illegal acts and who beat up police officers, they're acting as though everybody who was there is complicit and part of that. And that is dangerous. And, and here's the thing about these the, the Capitol, the 50 states and armed insurrection potentially happening. How would they know this? They, they say they have tips that this is going to happen. They have information. They would gather it from social media. These groups organize on social media. So if they've already identified where they are on social media, which I don't know how they'd still be allowed to exist on social media since they've been removing anything that mentions QAnon type material. So they either should have been removed if Facebook and Twitter are following the rules, or they've already identified the groups, so why haven't they done, taken measures to speak with them? There was a Washington Post article somebody sent me from, it might have been from today. If you save a WAPO article to Pocket, you can read it, even though it's behind a paywall. So these things oh, are good. So I'm just, I normally don't tell people because I don't want them to take it away, but... I don't care anymore. They're taking everything away. But it says the the title of this, the headline is FBI report warned of war at Capitol contradicting claims. There was no indication of looming violence. And it says a day before rioters stormed Congress. That's the opening line. A day before rioters stormed. I could laugh. Those pictures and sent us. It, could, it literally was like a festival. I wish we could post them, but I don't want those people to get doxxed. It was. I will say that there has been video released over the weekend in the past couple of days that show a different version of what was going on. And there were groups of people that were pulling police officers down, stepping and stomping on people that were committing violence and they should be arrested. Did they look like the see her crowd? I don't know if they were Trump people or not. My, right. my whole, I, I believe that this is usually provocateurs doing this stuff. And there probably is some that, you know, jump in. My observation when I was there for Obamacare and unrelated to any of this, I always laughed at how it was just a sea of American flag sweatshirts and fanny packs. And yeah. like me just with my also red, white and blue Ron Paul shirt, like I stood out like a sore thumb. And I mean, it was hilarious. And when I saw Ann's videos, I got the same kind of vibe. Like it was almost like a uniform jeans and a T-shirt and a flag like that was it. And then when I saw some of those kind of side videos of people um i don't know standing around media equipment that was on the ground like one guy was was who was saying this is war this is war was it was an older guy but he was dressed head to toe in black and he was just it was very clean neat and clean black stuff like he never wore it before and it was a weird to me and i feel like you can just look at the subtleties and even then, if they if they were savvy, they would follow those subtleties. But actually, what they want is to have provocative images. So they will allow those guys to kind of their costumes to be more flamboyant. That was my yeah. feeling. But I'll tell you this. What this article says, it says they that as of January 5th, FBI Norfolk received information indicating calls for violence in response to unlawful lockdowns to begin on January 6th. So they act like it's a lockdown protest. And it says uh, there were specific calls to violence. There was one thread that said, be ready to fight. Congress needs to hear glass breaking, doors being kicked in and blood from their BLM and Pantifa slave soldiers being spilled. Get violent. Stop calling this a march or rally or protest. Go there ready for war. We get our president or or we die, nothing else will achieve this goal. So that is what I, I really wish. So the I had. FBI received that memo prior? Yeah, I wish January I had 6th? not just read that on our show, but I did and whatever. You bleep it out if you want. But it's January 5th. 
uh, is when they said they got it the day before. And it's just a very clear. And then the, the article goes on to say, I won't read the, this, this, you can read it yourself, but the article goes on to say that they, they said that the reason they couldn't act on that is that those people were still simply exercising free speech rights, which is ridiculous. I mean, any kind, that's a call to violence that I, I'm not saying it's a good law or a bad law, but there are laws against that. And to actually take any action in furtherance of that is the crime of conspiracy alone, yeah. which is a crime. And then as they, and they said, well, we, we didn't want to, we wanted to keep a low profile because we felt that our, hyper militant looking presence during the BLM stuff was um, not good. And we wanted to take a different approach this time. So they're weaving a lot of stuff in there, but they're definitely delivering the message that these guys are super violent, that the First Amendment is too much, that you should be able to take preemptive action. And all of it in, in the end justifies martial law, which I feel they have. And and I want that. I want to talk a little bit about what you have regarding Pelosi. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. Yeah, and it makes you wonder why there weren't more police there, where there weren't more Capitol Police outside, and why there were officers who were leading people in if they had that pre-warning. Pelosi, there was a story over the weekend about Pelosi. It was in the New York Times. It's another example of a story that is published on the weekend that nobody talks about, kind of like the PCR test New York Times studies story that we've talked about. But DOD officials tell Nancy Pelosi, they say that Nan- they told the New York Times that Nancy Pelosi floated a military coup against Trump. And in the article, according to the New York Times, Pelosi took the unprecedented step of asking the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff about available precautions to prevent Donald Trump from initiating military action abroad or using his sole authority to launch nuclear weapons in the last days of his term. And in a phone call, this is directly quoted from the New York Times, in a phone call to the chairman, General Mark A. Miley, Ms. Pelosi appeared to be seeking to have the Pentagon leadership essentially remove Mr. Trump from his authorities as commander in chief. And And it went on to say that Pentagon officials said that Pelosi wanting Trump to be removed from the certain chain of command without going through the legal process would amount to a military coup. That's in the New York Times. Wow. Wow. Well, well, so that dovetails with the continuity of government thing that you brought up. What was that? There was a continuity of government operations training rehearsal on Monday, which is a standard practice that is conducted in the event that someone tries to disrupt the transition of power. And according to a senior official, the interagency rehearsal is aimed to ensure a seamless chain of command in the event of a national emergency in the days leading up to the inauguration and on the day the day itself. And they say that the, that the rehearsal was focusing heavily on readiness in the event that somebody tries to disrupt or stop the inauguration. Okay, give me that in a 
sentence. They're training for what you just described. They had a training event that was preparing for people to storm the Capitol or storm the inauguration or disrupt it. I'm um, first of all, I think that what we're looking at here is the real deep state. Tri- that that this is the tripwire that they were talking about in the information operations thing, but in that in that Brockman video that we talked about it, you played the clip from a, it was a whole of government plan. It's the department is called information operations, used to be called psychological operations, and they talked about putting something really vulnerable in the way of an enemy, and if that enemy trips that wire, then you will have the country behind you when you want to take action, and they were saying that they wanted to use that against Russia. And when asked what the tripwire might be, they said the 2020 election. Now, it looks to me that they did use the 2020 election as a tripwire. Actually, the inauguration it will be the culmination of it all, if rumors and r- rumors of war are true. And that, but that the enemy was those 70 million 75 million patriots or deplorables or whatever that we covered in another Rockfin video as being a target of the worldwide elite, this country, that group. So that's what I think is going on here. And and it does feel like a very virtual thing, like the way they are depicting the January 6th event is so completely different from the reports we got from the vast majority of the video that we've seen. Seems to me they can create this thing out of thin air, but they don't necessarily have to. And even if they do create it out of thin air, that doesn't mean people won't really answer the call. And that's when, you know, I had another um, observation about that, but go ahead. Well, I was going to say that the news has been talking a lot about how Trump and Pence haven't been speaking. They finally spoke on the phone today or, or last night, but that it's been contentious. And Trump is really upset with Pence for not using his power to overturn the election. And with Trump being off Twitter and not tweeting anything and not making any public statements outside of what he said this morning, so saying nothing about Pence, who is it that's stoking this potential violence towards Pence? Is it Trump or is it the people who are talking about Trump being pissed off at it's the media that is stoking it. I've been expecting that this thing will take off. They'll say that Trump says stuff. Maybe they'll deep fake him. Maybe they'll just say he said it, but he doesn't have a direct contact. So it'll be someone speaking in his name that you may or may not trust. I've expected this. That's why I said, like, it'll be the voice of the tunnels, but it could all be pre-recorded for all we know. I could totally see if something happens or you know, anything bubbles up at all. The media goes, well, Trump was signaling that he was ticked off at Pence for not overturning the election and Pence became a target when the reality is the media is the one that propagated that message. Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash report. By the way, I just have to say one thing about the CBD stuff. I was having like my feet are super dry because it's the winter and they were hurting like little, you know, like cracks and stuff, terrible stuff. So I looked in my goodie bag, 
from True Hemp Science, and I found sensitive skin food. And I like to use whatever his stuff is pretty strong. So I just use it for three days in a row and it worked perfectly. Saved me a trip to the closed pedicure place. <laughs> Thank goodness. Fantastic. So just love it when I enjoy the products of the our natural lotion also has a great smell to it. That it does that. smell good. But I, I had been using like Whole Foods lavender lotion and it didn't do anything. And I started using the True Hemp Science body lotion and it actually makes a difference. That's that's God's gift to uh, my skin. Here's so with pens being in the the crosshairs here of being highlighted as the figure. I don't know. I, this is always the problem. I had a great conversation on the Blackbird pro- podcast, who is a patron saint of ours. So when it's up, I don't know when it'll be up, but it was a great Blackbird podcast. But we, I was saying he had some great questions and he got me to distill this thought, which is. The the most important thing we do, you and I, is separate out. So 90% of the propaganda is complete BS and 10% they have to put there, whether they want to or not. You know, they have to because they can't gloss over it. And my biggest challenge is to to separate that out. For me, it's 90-10. Most people, it's, it's way less than 90, but I think it's 90-10. So, so when I'm hearing all this noise and... and I know it is all manufactured, but is it manufactured just to make us think it happens or is it manufactured to actually happen? To manifest and, reality. Yes. And if it is, it might unfold in a way where something happens to Trump, impeachment, resignation, something worse, God forbid. But Pence then would take center stage. If it's the um, it's 25th Amendment removal, that is up to you know, Pence would have to play a role in that. Yeah. And this speech he's given tonight, which we notice it is at the Alamo his first speech after getting banned remember yes. the Alamo so a little bit of symbolism going crazy on but but here's the thing that, let's not forget they're really after something different you know this is just this is just what what it looks like to us in a panic on the ground regardless of if they start a civil war which will be very short because, as I've mentioned before, they totally ban resistance-grade weaponry while allowing you to keep in your hands target-justifying weaponry. So when you go up against their tanks with your handguns, they get pictures of you in a handgun, they can mow you down. And that is the Hungarian Revolution in a nutshell. But the bigger picture is what... Michael Chertoff, the second Homeland Secretary, Defense Secretary, whatever, said we need a fundamental legal architecture handed down by Congress, which, of course, would be unconstitutional. Congress does not have the power to do that. But they want that and they want it in service of this fourth industrial revolution, great reset thing. I'm not just like that. That's they say it so much nowadays it's getting old. But what that is, is total surveillance of everything and total control of everything. It is totalitarian technocracy. And this is in the service of that. I'm not saying this coup putting Biden in this call to revolution is part of that plan. Yeah. And that is why I will echo the same thing that we said prior to the January 6th rally, I would stay as far away from any events near any capital in any state as possible because it's going to be filled with provocateurs. It's going to be a lightning rod and 
you could be standing there doing nothing wrong and still potentially someone takes your picture and you're suddenly all over social media getting docs. People are calling for you to lose your job. I would stay as far away from that thing as possible. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you were really on to that because for me, I had wanted to protest the lockdowns early on. And really, I knew if if somebody big with a national presence wasn't going to do it, then it would not be doable. But here, so for me, I didn't want to discourage any kind of real protest, but you were right. I mean, this was a, this was such a setup that it wasn't even worth it. So here's something else. And I might lose some friends this way, but I, don't, I mean, y'all know what I think. I was saying the whole time, I remember I had two different conversations with old timey patriots who hated Obama, loved me in my show, loved me, never heard anybody like me, love you, love you, whatever. Then Trump comes along and this, I'm going to bookend the two comments, one before he was elected and one like now. The first one was, it was a, a retired, I think he was like a fighter pilot. He was older, but he was like super hardcore, very fit. Um, and he... I, he liked Trump. And I said, how can you like Trump? I mean, he does not defend the Constitution. And that guy said to me, no one does. And of course, I responded, Ron Paul does. We can talk about Ron Paul in a second. But I said, Ron Paul does. And he said, well, he couldn't get elected. But of course, he could have gotten elected in the same way Trump got elected. If Jeff Zucker said Ron Paul's our worst uh, fear, then he would have been elected in a landslide. He might have been elected in a landslide if CNN acknowledged or Fox acknowledged that he was even running. So then on the other end, I said, well, this guy is not the commander in chief. This militarism, we cannot call him that. And uh, he doesn't have the right to do this, that and the other thing. It's unconstitutional. And a, a true blue Trump supporter said that I was quibbling about semantics when I was quoting the Constitution. I mean, I'm a textualist. Quoting yeah. the Constitution is not quibbling about semantics. So when these people allowed, and those are both cases where I just said defend the Constitution, and they defended Trump for not defending the Constitution. I'm telling you, I don't think Trump brought this on us because he's a racist. I think Trump brought this on us, on us because he 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 tricked us, not me, but tricked us into no longer defending the constitution. And that was the only, that was the thin, <laughs> the thin ecru line between us and tyranny. Yeah. It seems to be a consistent pattern that both parties defend the constitution only when it serves their agenda and they stray from it at will when it doesn't. That's almost a direct quote from our enemy, the state Albert J. Nock from the thirties. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So uh, he approved an emergency. So this is another example of that. Yeah. Trump approved an emergency declaration in D.C. to allow martial law to descend on that city in abridgment of our right to assemble there. Yeah, I can tell you it, this. It authorizes this emergency order. It authorizes the Department of Homeland Security, FEMA and FEMA to coordinate all disaster relief efforts which have the purpose of alleviating the hardship and suffering caused by emergency on the local population and to provide the assistance required in these emergency measures. So, so that yeah, the federal government basically can take over. Yeah, and that kind of thing is another way of like speaking it into reality. They the, if you if people if you know anybody who's not who gave up on the news 
They definitely have no idea of any of this. Right. And and I don't know anybody who's locked and loaded, but of course, like I said, I'm out here. Yeah, they're preparing for disaster for a powder keg on the 20th. Whether something does happen, I don't know. But if they, if the theme continues that we've seen, and that theme of making QAnon Trump supporters domestic terrorists, then January 20th will be a, a nightmare. If they continue that theme, if they want to push this further, then there will be incidents on January 20th. It will be bad. It will be dangerous. And in my opinion, probably provocateur, but it'll be blamed on Trump supporters. It's just, it's going to be bad. I hope they don't continue this theme. I'm worried about it. Yeah, no, it's not good. And uh, Ron Paul, this was all the word yesterday. A couple of things happened. Ron Paul, Facebook said it was a mistake. That one of his they said it was a mistake. I read it in the Electronic Freedom Foundation article that I think they were quoting reason. I don't know. But Facebook said it was a mistake. But Ron Paul was locked out of his Facebook account. And then Parler got took down by Amazon. I think it's a little weird that yeah <laughs> the the voice of the opposition is <laughs> living the in the house of the of the of the establishment what it's funded by the mercers and this platform is on amazon it's it's i always thought parlor was a little screwy didn't you well as soon as parlor emerged as a trend we pointed it out and i said this looks like an operation to me because why is it trending at the top there instead of gab Gab's been around, but all of a sudden this new one comes along. It's funded by the Mercers. This is very, very strange. And then it played a role. It's now gone. But I, yeah, it's baffling. And Gab is still up. You can still go use Gab. Yeah, I noticed that because I was trying to find we're we're having a conversation with Ice Age Farmer today at the request of a patron. I'm happy to say or a tweep. But I was having a hard time finding him because he was taken down from Twitter yesterday yeah. and we only communicated by DM. So I went to other places, but he was getting swamped because tens of thousands of people were trying to contact him. So we're lucky that we did make that connection. But it I realized then what a disaster this all will be. I mean, we have Patreon, we have Rockfin, and I, and that's where we will carry on while they last. We have our URL, thepropreport.com. Somebody asked me, Terry, a beloved patron, asked where he could contribute news stories, like be a kind of um, yeah. contributor, researcher kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And, and I was thinking, it looks like our, I'm working on kind of, you know, I've, I really have to just, we just have to, um, put some money into that, thepropreport.com. I already did that and it didn't work out as I'd hoped. So we have to just find somebody else. But, yeah. uh, but it does have this fantastic thing called the press pool, which is like a private Twitter. And what we did with that was we had people post headlines and then any user, and there are hundreds of users are, uh, are in there contributing and discussing it. It was really a brilliant thing. I really wish, uh, I, I'm really sorry we lost our guy because it's beautiful and it is working. Yeah. But when when there's glitches, I can't fix them. So, but if people want to go to thepropreport.com, sign up and go to the press pool, 
put your articles there and we we can just redirect and have those conversations um there and you can help us do the research but we are going to have to make some big changes going forward i think it's time i don't know about you but yeah i think that we are reaching an, a new stage in in the world of the internet what is acceptable and yeah. what is not and well, I always I pulled that Ashley Babbitt thing and thank God, because there is absolutely no way I could have left the video of that chick getting shot in my Twitter feed. You were or I think we both figured out at the same time because yeah. I realized it before you we told me. Like, but it's probably best to take it down, even though you had all that action on it. People. Yeah, I had a lot of action and it, and it validated my feelings, which was great, like my impression of it. And from people who knew like, oh, I used to work with that kind of gun. There's absolutely no way that kind of thing. So. Uh, so I did take it down in time, thank goodness, and I can still talk there, but people aren't too fired up about it. The the thing that I think is that Patreon, if Patreon goes, Rockfin will probably remain standing. We'll just push all our content over to Rockfin, assuming it can take the traffic and the heat. Yeah. But we'll always have thepropreport.com. And as a matter of fact, if you give us your email at thepropreport.com, anything happens to us, we can always contact you and tell you yes, where where you can still hear the show. Yeah. So we've got ideas. We've got some people who want to help us. I just always kick the can because it's expensive, but I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Can I say one thing you made me think of? Yeah. With Trump being off of Twitter just for a few days, what is today? Today's the 12th, and he was kicked off on, what, like the 8th or something like that. It hasn't been long. To me, doesn't it feel like he's just been missing in action? He's just disappeared? Because we haven't seen any statements. other Today, this morning, is the first time we've, we've seen or heard from him. It just makes me wonder what it was like before Twitter, before this social media and all this communication coming. Because it just seems like, well, he's he's feels like he's been gone for months. I have a shout out from Franny who's a great supporter of the show. And I remember in the beginning, she would say that she liked Trump. And I was like, you can't like Trump. You don't, you do defend the constitution. You know that. She said, I just love the way he has his own ability to communicate. He can in your face, the media from Twitter. It's, 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 it's rule changing. Yeah. And, and I used to say, well, but he's just, He's just fiddling with us, though. It just gives him more power to get to us because I didn't I didn't believe in Trump. You know, I didn't trust the plan, but it is a fact. And because I think this is probably true, because it was such a powerful tool, they had to have a tool like him F it up for everybody. Because that the internet, I'm reading the surveillance value about the history of the internet, and it is blowing my mind. Like oh, yeah. I knew it was there, but I did not understand the details. And they simply, I haven't gotten to this point yet, but I'm guessing I will have a quote for you by the end of the book where they had to open it up to everybody and make it look super good and free and open and libertarian stream uh, to get absolutely every last person on it, every last person. And that's the limited hangout. And then once everybody's on it, then they can pull the plug on the stuff they don't like. Then they go back with their scalpel and curate it. And that's actually, well, this is, uh, I'll save for tomorrow my thoughts on pedos and Epstein as it relates to this. And I have lots of patron 15 stuff, but the shout out from Franny is very sweet. Thank God it has nothing to do with the events of the day. And it's really what the shout out should be used for. If you have a need for this, she wants to shout out her son, Anthony, who uh, I know and love. He is the owner of Metro West water gardens. 
I wish she was here to help me with my fish, who fully <laughs> embraces the cause of liberty and rejects tyranny at every turn, enduring constant illogical wrath and ridicule from the sheep-filled pastures of Massachusetts. Nice turn of phrase. He perseveres to create a world of deep serenity for others to enjoy. That's great. Uh, so I just, I really encourage you if you do, and actually to tell you the truth, the whole pond aquarium thing, I stumbled into it, but it gives me, it might save my life because like when I'm stressed out, I'll just like, I need five minutes of aquarium time, honest to goodness. And I just sit there. It's really crazy. And I count my fish, which is weird, but they die a lot. So I'm just keeping, but they're fine. No, I haven't had a loss in the longest time. I just got some, anyway, let's, we can talk about my fish in the Patreon 15 if you want. (laughs) It's the greatest source of joy in my life. Sorry, family. (laughs) Well, the Patreon 15, I will tell you about. One of Stacey Abrams' organizations that is being investigated, uh, there's been some action on that, and I'll update you oh. on that story. And I've got Bojo Takes a Bike Ride. Oh, that'll be fun. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform. If you do want access to that extra content that we post on Patreon every day that we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We also do virtual parties, lots of other fun stuff. You can also find our deep dive video podcast on rockfin.com. We will talk to you all on the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.